I'm Shivani Gupta and welcome to the Ask Shivani Podcast. I believe that one of the best presents that you can give yourself is time to be able to sit down and ask yourself some questions. I believe that the quality of the questions that you ask yourself will determine the quality of your life. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Ask Shivani podcast. I have Graham Cohen on my podcast today. Graham is a pretty amazing guy. Um, one of the things that uh, you may have come across an organisation called Are You OK? He's a, he's a board director of Are You OK? And it's been amazing to see how that movement has grown in terms of some of the work uh, that Graham did um, as, a, as a founder. Um, Graham also talks about the fact that many people feel stressed at work because of the rate of change. And Graham and his organisation help busy leaders become more caring and more resilient, uh, particularly as teams are remote um, and also people that enjoy growing together. He adopts simple daily rituals, which we're going to find out a fair bit about. His view is that, you know, we are here to create caring, resilient and growth oriented teams. Um, and in his business, which we'll also get Graham to talk about, is that they'll deliver presentations, workshops and online programs to help people grow. Welcome, Graham. Thanks very much, Shivani. Lovely to be with you. Um, tell us a little bit, uh, Graham, about your journey. I know everybody talks about journey, but uh, in my experience, I find that, you know, there's three or four highlights or really awful lowlights that <laughs> create you and get you into where you've got to. And I know you speak and you're um, a thought leader on resilience. And so I would love to hear a little bit more about those highs and low points that have got you to where you've got to today. Yeah, thanks, Shivani. I worked in sales and marketing and then in uh, coaching, human resources. And then I was a, a, a headhunter for a number of years for a group called AT Carney, and they're management consultants around the world. And then I went through, there was a really huge um, disruption in the market, and uh, I got really, really badly affected that by that. And although I'd had episodes of depression before, this was like in, a, in another league. I literally my, lost my job, my marriage broke down, um, wasn't seeing my kids. And, uh, you know, I actually had to uh, go on with my parents. They lived um, up in the country and I was up there for a couple of years. And um, it was a very difficult time just sort of trying to get out of it. I, I tried all sorts of things, everything I could think of. And it wasn't a, a you know, a quick turnaround. It was really gradual. But um, I began just um, walking every day, you know, from usually about, you know, 30 minutes, build it up to like 45 minutes or an hour. Um, I then also began to reach out to friends and family. I, I'd really been quite isolated and, um, you know, I felt ashamed and, and, but I started to do that. And even when I didn't look forward to it, I really enjoyed the experience after that. And then a friend of mine uh, spoke to me about meditation and I tried meditation when I was uh, really not well and at my lowest step, but I, I really found that I couldn't do it. But um, because I lifted my mood a bit, I was able to really engage in that and, um, and it's become a, a regular ritual since then. And, and then I sort of went on this sort of transition because when you were really depressed, you're very me-focused. All you can think about is yourself. And so I really had this idea to write a book where I'd record the stories of lots of people that went through really tough times and 
what was it that helped get them through? And that was the start of uh, the Back from the Brink uh, book series. And I've done, you know, three in that area. I've done another couple of books on resilience. And, and then I, people started to ask me to speak. And often it was in rural areas, you know, rural Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, uh, where there weren't a lot of resources. And so, you know, I, I spoke there in some really amazing places. And, uh, you know, you speak in these tiny towns and 400 people turn up. It was a real, a real surprise. Um, and then I'd come from the corporate world. I'd worked with, you know, groups like Johnson & Johnson, and Pfizer, and the management consulting, A.T. Carney. And, uh, and so I started to speak with organisations about how to, to improve the mental health and resilience of people. And it just sort of gradually built up. It took a long time before it was really recognised as a major issue and problem. But probably about five years ago, the demand really increased substantially. And the last year in particular, you know, it's been the busiest year of my life because Every, every person, every organisation has had to adapt to massive change and it's been really nice feeling that you make a bit of a difference in terms of encouraging people to focus on things they can control when it seems like there is, there's so much outside their control. That's, um, that's a really open and vulnerable way of sharing that, Graham. Thank you. And I think it's always so good to understand the backstory that that often got you into supporting others where you originally had to really go and support yourself. Um, you spoke a little bit about this, Graham, but, you know, some people have a process or a mantra or a <clears throat> methodology or a ritual. Like when challenges come your way and, you know, even when you just spoke about the fact that the last 12 months have been busier than ever because so many people have reached out to you. I've certainly attended some of your webinars, which have been really fantastic as well. And um, tell me, uh, you know, tell me in the audience a little bit about how do you go about dealing when challenges now come your way? Do you have a, a way or, you know, you spoke a bit about meditation. How do you navigate through when different things come your way? Yeah, it's a very good question. I think one of the real keys is having personal insight and knowing when you're experiencing unhealthy stress. And for me, it really affects me in terms of my sleep. My sleep often really, really suffers. I do try to do things really regularly all the time, but, you know, life happens and that doesn't always get there. But that is my real signal now when I feel, I guess, a bit of a sense of anxiety and not sleeping as well. I really pull back from, and think about what can I do? And, um, and my real... Uh, components of wellness and resilience are what I call VIP, acting like a VIP. And so the V stands for vitality. That's our physical health, you know, exercise, good food, good rest. Intimacy is our emotional health, and that's having great people around us in our work life and our home life. And they are our scaffolding, you know, when things don't go well. And, you know, when I think about my breakdown and after that, it was really actively um, nurturing relationships and authentic relationships. And so when I do feel myself start to slide a bit, I really am able to say, or call someone and just say, look, I feel like I'm slipping a bit. If you want to help me, ask me to go for a walk. <laughs> and uh, there's something about walking shoulder to shoulder people and sharing what's happening that 
helps to normalize it and to re reduce the issue. And the, the P part out of the VIP is prosperity. And this is our contribution energy that comes from really serving others. And uh, whenever I do a webinar or a podcast, that's what I ask myself, how can I serve? And knowing that, um, or at least having an intention of helping others, I think it does help us as well. And when, my, when I talk to people about building resilience, I say, act, you have to act like a VIP. And that means making sure there's something in each of those glasses of well-being each day that um, are good for you. And uh, that's, that's how I sort of incorporate rituals to, uh, to keep it a good place. Yeah, that's great. I love that acronym. Um, also love the fact that it's VIP, like something important that you do for yourself. So you put yourself at that importance. Um, yeah, very much so. And, and there is, um, there's a self-care snapshot which helps to people understand where they are in those three areas. And that can be found on my website, grahamcowan.com.au forward slash self-care. And there's a self-care snapshot and, you know, there's a little video that tells how to use it and how to apply it. But, um, yeah, you know, I think just, just considering that each of those, you know, stool legs of well-being are exactly that. And if one is, you're not taking care of one of them, <laughs> you could really, you know, fall down the chair, falls over sort of thing. And um, it's it's also, you know, uh, my other mantra in this area is self-care isn't selfish. Uh, you can't take care of others if you're not taking care of yourself. And um, I spent a lot of time mentoring women, Graham, and that's a common thing, you know, particularly for women, even if they're at very high levels within organisations, they... Um, they do feel that because they give so much to their work already that if they, in addition, do self-care, um, you know, it's a bit selfish thing that they already, you know, work eight or nine, ten hours a day. So that's a really beautiful way to put that is that, you know, self-care is not selfish. That's, that's beautiful. Tell us a little bit about, I know that Are You OK is so well known. Tell us a little bit about your journey of, of that um, because, you know, I know my kids are, are doing it in Queensland and schools and I, and I see it on buses tell me that because that's really taken off it's a it's an amazing um just an amazing program and it's such a simple question but so so powerful tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about how that started yeah well I uh through my second book I met Gavin Larkin and Gavin was the founder of Are You Okay and he told me about this idea you know of launching this initiative and I just, uh, and he wanted to be an ambassador. And I said, look, I want to be all in, you know, I, I really believe in what you're doing. Because I experienced it firsthand. If I didn't have my parents' support, I wouldn't have made it. I really wouldn't. I was in a really, really bad, bad shape. And so I think some of the things that made it very powerful was a, a, just a wonderful tagline that a conversation could change a life. And everyone can relate to that. So it wasn't about, suicide prevention although that was our ultimate aim, aim was to help prevent suicide but it was to really promote connection and knowing that connection is incredibly important to our sense of well-being so we launched it in 2009 in um in parliament house in canberra and um you know we had nicola roxon was there she was the health minister at the time gavin and myself and uh, it, it started really, really strongly for, because we didn't have money, we didn't have any employees, but uh, there was some really good branding associated with it because Gavin worked with a advertising company. Um, 
And then it was really the simplicity, I think, that really helped to increase the momentum because um, we also weren't asking for money. We we're just asking people to donate time so that they could help someone else. And so I think that was a key element as well. And as it's grown and evolved, we've really gone about establishing niche programs. And as you mentioned, with your children, we've done one for kindergarten, for um, high school, for university. We've done special programs for particular industries, the hospitality industry, motor trades industry, mining industry, um, a number of others. And we've, I think, continued to keep the message quite um, simple, but we've added more layers to it. And so there's, you know, there's the basic four-step process of ask, are you okay? Listen without judgment, encourage action, and check in and follow up. And that forms the acronym ALEC, A-L-E-C. And uh, yeah, you know, it is that. And we also are very much on the transition. It was sort of being called Are You OK Day? And we will always have an Are You OK Day. But what we're really about is Are You OK 365, where, you know, we really are on the lookout for our loved ones, our work colleagues every single day of the year. Yeah, that's that's great. And I've come across you through... Uh, quite a few common people we know I've followed you on some webinars and some of the work that you do when you look at into the future what other aspirations do you have what are some of the other things you go I haven't got to that and look they don't all have to be business related there might be personal things as well but what are some of the things particularly coming out of the year not that we're fully out of COVID but as we start to emerge a little bit out of COVID particularly mm. in Australia how how do you look into the future and things that you may wish still to do and some of your aspirations? Yeah, I have a, um, myself and a small team have a real quest to improve the care in organisations and the sense of care in organisations. And so what we've done with that is really probably a couple of things. We've developed this um, full range of online programs to build um the capacity to care and how to identify someone who's struggling, ask, are you okay? But then know how to guide them to help. So we've gone into much greater depth. So I'm a non-executive unpaid director of, are you okay? But this side is, is my business. And what we're seeking to do is to use really engaging e-learning to um, magnify the impact and help to stop little mental health problems getting bigger. And that's been done through, um, organizations we've formed partnerships with organizations like aon and australian stock exchange and um, spc um, and uh, bolton clark and estia all organizations that are seeking to help prevent mental health problems happening and so that's been really wonderful building that up and the second part component of that is deciding that we really needed influential people to spread the message about the importance of care and high performance. And so we started a, um, a podcast called the Caring CEO Podcast. And we asked people to nominate CEOs that they knew that did pursue that, a, a culture of high performance and a culture of care. And uh, it's been really gratifying this year to, to launch some of those things and amazing people, you know, you. Um, Mike Schneider, the CEO of Bunnings, you know, that oversees 60,000 people, but, you know, how important he sees this, uh, you know, well-being and health across the organisation. 
uh, we've had some amazing women as well. And, you know, like you just mentioned, they often really have a lot of, a lot of things. They, they often are the primary caregiver, but they've also got really big jobs as well. So, you know, we've interviewed people like Emma Hogan, who looks after the Department of Customer Service in New South Wales. And um, to be honest, it's been really um, inspiring to me to be able to share their insights and how they go about it. And um, no one's perfect and no one begins to be perfect. But, you know, these people are really consciously trying to do that. And um, so we're hoping through that and, you know, our, our podcasts have been well received and shared and that sort of stuff. We really hope that we can continue to build this culture of care in workplaces and knowing that it directly links also to the culture of performance as well. Yeah, so that sounds like a really great thing in the future is to interview people. I've, I've listened to uh, uh, two of them and fantastic, really, really, really great work. Thank you. Brent, you, you spoke a little bit about some of the things that you do already for your wellness and your habits and your rituals. Uh, I think you mentioned meditation a little bit earlier. Tell me, tell me about some other things. And just before we started recording, you were telling me that you were up in the Blue Mountains. So tell me about some of the things that you do for your own wellness. And they may be daily, they may be, you know, monthly or yearly, they may be at different frequencies, but what sort of keeps you managing your well-being and your resilience in terms of what you do? You probably see this, and unfortunately listeners won't be able to, but this is my weekly plan and it's broken down into all the areas we talk about so i on sunday i i think about okay when am i going to do my exercise during the week and schedule it in who am i catching up to you know friends family um really good work colleagues and then what are the what are the you know from a prosperity point of view what are the things that i really want to get done this week the important things i get done and that really is uh, is my roadmap each week. I fill one of those out. Um, and that weekly planner also is at that same URL that I mentioned before. Um, so you do your, your snapshot and find out where your emptiest um, glasses of well-being are. And then this is the weekly planner to help make things happen. So the really things that um, start my day always well is that I, I do, I commit to meditate first thing every day when I woke up, wake up. And I had some moments where I was doing it and wasn't doing it, but I, I heard a, a podcast of an interview with, um, with Hugh Jackman and his very keen podcaster. And he says, that's what he just decided to do. You know, do it first thing, no matter what, each day, that way it happens. And I thought if it's good enough for Hugh Jackman, it can be good, good enough for me. So I practice that each, each week. And then I do have exercise each week. I, I generally go for two days of a bit of a run. I go to the gym and do some weights a couple of times a week and I walk a couple of times a week. So, you know, I really do try to have um, activity each day, um, people, people in my life, which are good to catch up with. So they're the ways that I have found work for me. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that planner. So um, obviously, I was going to talk to you about how people can get in contact with you, but for that plan, it'll be uh, grahamcohen.com forward slash self-care. Self-care, beautiful. So that they can actually um, look at that. That's, that's fabulous. That's really, really great. Um, so people can follow you and subscribe to your podcast. Tell us a little bit about some of the work you do, uh, Graham, for the people that are listening that go, oh, that's really interesting. I need to 
uh, to look that up and then we can talk about our different platforms that people can catch up with you. So um, tell us about a little bit about the work that you do in terms of the speaking and the workshops, et cetera. Yeah, well, probably, and it may, be, may have been a sign of the times, but the most common webinar title I did last year was uh, Self-Care Isn't Selfish with the subheading Resilience for Uncertain Times. And so it really does go into that whole VIP side of things, encourages people to create rituals and habits that stick and to, you know, to in increase their um, well-being and performance because it's very, very well known that if you're not in good shape yourself, you can't help other people. You can't be a great leader if you're stressed yourself because when people are in a positive mood, they're 31% productive, 37% more influential and 300% more creative according to Harvard Business Review research. So it's, it's not, you know, just something you should do on the side. It really is a performance thing to do that so that's probably the main one the second one is is um crew care and that's growing psychologically safe and resilient teams so psychologically safe teams that's where people can be themselves it's where they can take moderate risks it, it's where they're supported if things don't work out it's been shown to be the number one predictor of high performing teams by groups like um google and ideo and all that sort of stuff and so it's how teams get there, how they support each other, but how also how well connected they are, you know, and that's been especially challenging, you know, during this whole last 12 months or so. So how connected they are and you want the outcome for that, for everyone to feel we belong, you know, we're part of this group. The next one is, do we feel safe? And that's psychological safety. Can we be ourselves? Can we make suggestions? Can we listen to? And the third element of that is, do we share a future? You know, is the team involved in helping to frame the future? So that's the, the crew care side of things. And then the, other, the final one, which um, I do a lot of, is are you OK 365? And so that's looking at how we embed things in the organisation. And a lot of the work I've done with the We Care range of products does just do that. There's a, there's a 20 or 30 minute um, e-learning program. There's a two-hour um, weekend manager program, which goes into greater depths for managers. And, and then there's a, something called Momentum, and it's a pack for people that purchase the uh, product to keep the event going, not just up to the launch, but for at least a year later. So we've provided a whole lot of resources to help that um, move forward. And we've done that you know, in a wide range of industries, to, from government to um, aged care to manufacturing to financial services because uh, it's all you know this is happening everywhere you know this sense of um, you know uncertainty every and I've done probably about 100 webinars in the last 15 months and I always ask people what is stressing the most and always number one is uncertainty it's number one each time and uh, so part of the of, of um, this material is knowing that our Mood is determined by three things. It's determined by our genetics, and that contributes 50%. The events that happen in our lives, and that's 10%. But 40% is our intentional actions. And um, we have 100% control over what we choose to do each day sort of thing. So it's just really doubling down on that 40% and uh, doing the things that we know we should be doing, but don't always do. That's awesome, Graham. That's great. Um, Tell us, um, I know we've got uh, grahamcohen.com.au. Where else, where else is the best place for people to follow you, follow some of your work, um, 
or is the website the best place to go? Uh, it's a good starting point. For all the scalable work that I do, um, it's at a website called Factor C, where C is for care, factorc.com.au. And you can see there the We Care range of products, which is about helping to really embed it in an organisation over time. And uh, probably the most uh, active um, social media I'm involved with is LinkedIn. So that's a good place to uh, connect to me as well. Always sharing stuff, always very interested to see what people's going on as well. So, um, yeah, that's, that's great. And uh, really um, praise you, Shivana, for your mission to help women have better lives and leadership. And uh, I, I really believe that the way things are heading, we do need to have more senior women. And that's been a real focus of my web webcast, or sorry, my podcast is having 50% women. And uh, it's been great to share their stories where they've often had the challenges you talk about and how to balance family and kids and, and a really very, very busy role. That's great. And thank you. Thank you for that acknowledgement. And I think it's great that you've come up with a 50% because I think uh, I'm constantly harping on about uh, pay equity and 50% uh, of women at tables uh, everywhere across the globe. So, mm. so absolutely, I think we can both work towards that. Um, Graeme, thank you. It's been delightful. Uh, I might stay on a couple of minutes and just have a conversation with you, but just some of the tools that you've shared, the generosity of sharing your website and people to be able to look at that forward self-care we will also post that on the podcast really appreciate your time today my pleasure shimani love to join you i'm shivani gupta and you've been listening to the ask shivani podcast where i got to ask some questions thank you so much for listening please follow our shivani on facebook instagram and linkedin and if you haven't done so, please go to the Apple podcast and subscribe, rate and review this podcast. It would mean a lot. Thank you.